0: Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I want to just give you a heads up. The room that we were in was a bit echoey. I tried my best to help take out the echo as much as I could, but, you know, it is what it is. This episode, though, is going to give you a bunch of value. The the tips that you get from this is fantastic. Hope you enjoy it. Hi. Hi. All right. So today we have um, one of my dear friends. Miss Franzi. So why don't you tell people a little bit about what you do?
1: Okay. What do I do? Many things.
0: <laughs> Professionally <laughs> Professional. as an artist.
1: Professionally as an artist, I'm a stylist. Cool. So I dress people for movies and television and celebrity, red, 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 red carpets, carpets um, photo shoots, appearances, all that.
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, commercial work yeah campaign who or can you say some of the uh the fun people you've got to style sure
1: uh i work a lot with um cory foggomenes um he used to be on disney in girl meets world and he just starred in a movie with octavia spencer called ma nice um i work with um one of
0: my favorite country artists can you say that
1: is it michael ray mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes michael ray i've worked with him before um a couple of other country artists you know very established like um brantley gilbert just um his country record just hit number one on the, she's awesome he's really good yeah super nice guy super down earth i work with uh
0: and I put you on the spot and then you blink on everything.
1: I mean, you know, there's definitely a list of people I work with. Um, I'm just trying to see the most, like, think of the most, like, relatable. You know, there's Lyndon Smith from Parenthood. She's um, a dear friend of mine, and I also style her for all of her appearances. Um, nice. I'm going through um, my list. Uh, Molly McCook, she's currently on Last Man Standing on A Good Trouble. I've worked with her before. Um, so yeah bunch of stuff bunch of people <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. so this whole podcast is based around giving advice to up and coming artists you obviously make a career being an artist getting to style people yeah. for a living and it's definitely one of those careers that I mean like my mom was a stylist for many right, years right right
1: right yeah and, uh, which I so admire
0: yeah and but again it's one of the, that's it's one of those super niche positions it's not as for lack of a better word, generic, like a painter or a photographer mm. or a musician. it's. Um, so if you, why don't we start with that? Giving a little bit of how you got into it and how you kind of, what were your successful kind of actions of getting into it and getting actually the ball rolling and actually having a career as a stylist? Well,
1: there's not a lot of fluff to it. There was not a lot of like, oh my God, you know, What's a stylist? What's a costume designer? Let me, you know, figure it all out and put A and B together. It wasn't like that for me at all. It was more, I was looking for a career that I knew I was gonna be able to do for a really long time, mm-hmm. that I felt passionate about and that I could be good at. So, what happened was, I was leaving a job and I was, um, kind of on like this creative search and then somebody said to me you know you could be a stylist because we were talking about clothing and I was always really good at it Mm -hmm. I was always very like interested in dressing up my friends and in um, always the one
0: giving fashion advice
1: yeah I would say so I mean I'm better at it now because I have more finesse then I was probably a bit more like rude about it like are you really going to wear this you know
0: really that scarf really? with those pants
1: really that is so like 4 months ago so um i but i was always very interested in like clothing and i remember this moment when i was like 13 and i was going to um my dad and i was like i need money and he's like okay, what do you need money for? And I said, well, I need to buy clothes, obviously.
0: You and every other 13-year-old girl.
1: So, um, true. However, I was also then starting to really kind of like build a brand around it. So it was kind of known in my school to like have y- you cool were the clothes.
0: You were the fashionista?
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't say, I mean...
0: Or you were trying to be? Trying to be, you okay. know,
1: because I also...
0: See, I went to a private school. We wore uniforms. Oh, yeah. So, we were in... I was in a white shirt, navy shorts, Monday through Friday.
1: Yeah, but you can shine with your shoes, right? You can, like, wear really cool yeah. shoes. That oh, yeah. Like, I, like, I had that's, the best
0: like, kicks. I had the best that's, shoes. That's, like,
1: the, the way to go yeah. when, you, when you're in a private school. Yeah, I heard about that. Or the that. backpack. Backpack and shoes. It was
0: accessories. You accessorize.
1: <laughs> you become unique through your accessories, which I actually tell a lot of people. Yeah. If you want to be unique, Fine. So then
0: something. how did you take it from kind of this passion and this kind of hobby to actually making it into going great. I'm going to get paid to do this every single day of my life.
1: Yeah. So I, so moving fast forward, yeah. 13 going into, you know, my, my twenties. Um, I found my career actually relatively late, I think, cause I started as a, I started my job full time when I was 27,
0: okay. so I think that's Like styling. Styling full-time.
1: Like that's end of, uh, yeah, end of 2012. That's when I decided to go full, full-time and not have any I mean, you, any hear other... stories,
0: you hear stories like Morgan Freeman didn't start acting until he was in his 50s. You really? Alan Rickman left being a graphic designer at 35.
1: Really? didn't
0: start acting until then. Like you hear all the, you know, so there's never too late.
1: Yeah, I heard about John Hamm uh, waiting tables until he, like, hit his role in Mad Men. I don't know if that's true yeah. or not, you know, but that's kind of...
0: So you're never Hollywood, too late, you guys. Ho- Just rumors. keep going. Just
1: keep going. So, um, I always thought I was late. Anyways maybe i need to like revise my thinking (laughs) so um then i literally i I started before i worked part-time i did like little gigs here and there i was gonna go on set so you're working on like a
0: side hustle
1: yeah i had a side job and then i literally
0: that helped pay the bills
1: exactly yeah and then in end of 2012 i made the leap and i said you know what if i'm gonna commit i'll commit right
0: it takes a lot of courage. To, um, yeah, it takes a lot of courage.
1: Yeah, because I also went through a lot of personal shit at the time. <laughs> so basically what happened was I quit. I was, I was working for somebody for five plus years, which was like okay. a super comfort zone. Yeah. I was just like, it was so safe. It was such a bubble. It was like.
0: Well, especially going I mean, from, you know, you go a salary job. I'm, I'm guessing salary job.
1: Yeah, it was like a part-time job because I still. But wanted... it was consistent. It was consistent. You was knew like you like had a. Day. You know
0: you had a paycheck.
1: I had a paycheck.
0: It was okay, great. To then going fully independent and really, yeah. You know, as I always say, with like artists, you're starting a business.
1: Yeah. And. Well, but I I added like a lot of other factors in it that weren't weren't making it as easy. <laughs> so, I literally, and I don't even think you knew this. I probably don't. So. Um, I, in the end of twenty twelve, I quit my side hustle, my my side job. I um, ended it with my husband at the time, and I started living with my parents again. And uh, starting over, reset, hit the reset reset button. Button and. you know, I just did it. I didn't even think about it twice. It was just kind of like...
0: That's what needed to get done.
1: That's what is going to happen. And yeah. I'm going to just stick with it. And it's going to be... And it never even occurred to me that that is kind of a wild thing to do. I was just yeah. like... In in hindsight, I'm like, wow. That was definitely kind of like out of the norm. And not... People didn't know about it. Like mm-hmm. people didn't know that I was, you know going through like i would have like a um morning meeting with my then husband to Mm -hmm. handle things and in the afternoon i would be on set and Mm -hmm. like or i would and i would not even tell people because it wasn't really like and it would never really i never let it affect my professionalism and i think that's a very very successful is always keeping um, that
0: professional face Don't don't bring your baggage on the set to work with you. I mean, no matter where you work.
1: And I see it. Like, you know, I work with people and then they call you and they're like, oh my God, you know, this and this just happened and this and this just happened. And I just never made that phone call like that. You know, I was just very like. And it sets
0: you apart. It sets you as, you know, you're the one who always shows up on time, always ready to go. And that's the professional, that's the pro,
1: that was my operating basis, and I just kind of kept going with it, and um, till this day, you know, it's like a very, very important to me to professionally always come through, no matter what's going on, yeah, at home or um, you know, privately. I, yeah, I just in life. I just. And, and people ask me that and it sounds maybe a little harsh and you're like well what people have a life and I said I get it but yeah, you know but their life um, is their
0: life and work is work, work it's like yeah. keep the two separate and
1: yeah and it's, no, I, think it's a it's, great... I think it's a challenge for a lot of people I
0: it think. can be yeah
1: and, and I've seen it over the years and I had to kind of like dial back and be like okay I operate that way but Probably sixty percent of people don't, you know, mm. and so they'll tell you that their dog swallowed their keys or that their boyfriend left them, you know, or that they're whatever, there's something always happening. And yeah. that, and there's obviously things that you have total understanding for, you know, like of course. Something happens to like a family member and some you know, I have total understanding for it. I just in the beginning of my career and just still to this day, I'm just very much like, this is what we're doing. So this gets my attention.
0: Do what you do when you're doing it, yeah, Yeah.
1: that's kind of how I,
0: so what would you say then? Okay. How did you go about when you were getting, when you were in part time, right? Because a lot of, you know, you're starting a business and it sometimes takes a while to get going. Yeah. how long were you working part-time, if I may ask, to then, um, to your switch full-time?
1: Like 11, like 9, 10 months. And I was getting okay. hard for the job that I had because I would have to ask for time off. Mm. I would then book a gig and then I would have to, I couldn't Leave be there. Leave work. And they were the people that I work for, they really relied on me, you know? So then eventually I just had to sit down and it's like, is this fair to the people yeah. that I work for? Or do I just really need to like pull the trigger and just be like, okay, I'm going to jump in the deep end. And I just like have a career as a stylist full time. So that, that kind of played into it as well. Like, so
0: going from that shift then, what was what do you think your most successful actions were? Or even, or you realize, or you can look at it from the antithesis, the opposite of it, and look at what things do you like, oh crap, I really should have done that when I started. And that's probably more the appropriate question. Because we always look back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, where you look back and you're like, oh, wow, if I only did that in the first six months, I would, my career would have exploded. It would have been great yeah what were some what would you say some of those things would be
1: um it's an interesting question because you you i I don't ever want to regret anything you know it's not regret it's more um, lessons
0: learned later on in life yeah and that's kind of what my purpose is in this podcast is to help interview professionals and help the people who are listening to this podcast
1: yeah Skip, I know skip now a little that bit I over those you know, speed bumps. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of um, but,
0: you know as you know, you've gotten advice and you're like, oh yeah, totally and you don't apply it and then you go through the same mistakes and you're like, oh yeah, that's what they were talking about.
1: So you yeah, know Yeah, I mean I, I, I grant to everybody that they just have to experience things as well. Exactly. Um, I think if I could have had a mentor for longer, like okay. a real, a person that I could have asked for advice and like, how do you do that? How, how does that work? Cause I, I can learn on the spot really well. Yeah. Like I see something and then it just becomes natural to me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how would you go about getting, but, a- um, what happened mm-hmm. is also that I fucked up at times where I would like misuse a contact. Okay. Not like maliciously
0: So you're talking about as just a like, a mentor as in business as a whole rather than in your craft as a style. No, I had or, I
1: had some business mentors, so that okay. was good. Uh but as a, the craft, like set oh. etiquette, like what do you do? You know,
0: who so do somebody you know? in the industry who so When I was in college, you know, they always tell you, my mom was hounding on me. Everyone was like, go get a mentor, get a mentor. And I'm like, oh God, I like, I didn't connect really with any of my teachers there. Yeah. And I didn't really have a mentor. Mentor, it's always been something I've struggled with, having mentors. And there's a couple people who... I more consider friends mm. who've acted and given me advice sure. rather than, oh, they're my mentor. And I actually was talking to somebody uh, on this podcast and we talked, he mentioned the thing about mentors, yeah. And, but he mentioned taking the formality out of it yeah, and yeah. having them more as friends. And I was like, oh, that's what, and I realized that was this successful thing for me. What from you, from your aspect of getting a mentor, how would you recommend somebody? Because I definitely agree going up, going to somebody who has the experience and getting the data from them. And I mean, ideally, that's kind of what we're doing, trying to do with this podcast yeah. is help mentor young artists and up and coming artists um, at whatever age that they're like, OK, yeah. I want to go do this, that we're at trying to act as a mentor. But what would you say or how would you go about getting a mentor or what would you have told your younger <laughs> That's self?
1: That's a really good question. I think I think it's really about finding a connection with somebody mm-hmm. and then sticking with it. In fact, I mean I on the business side, I definitely still have till this day the same people that I go to and have mm-hmm. conversations with. Um, now it's become more, of equals whereas before it was like I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. <laughs> so what am I gonna do here? You know? Cool. And there's definitely been business situations. How did you like,
0: let how did you meet them? Jeez. So some um, business mentors just
1: So one is the person that I worked for. Okay. So till this day we're really, really good friends.
0: Nice.
1: And I learned a lot from her through business. Uh, the other person is, um, actually my roommate. <laughs> so, um, she's been there for, for me f- since day one. Yeah. She's she, awesome. like showered me with contacts in the beginning that I, you know, used. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing. So these thing are that friends. I'm, I mean, so the, these they're essentially just friends. people
0: that you've kind of surrounded yourself with in terms of more of a friendship who okay. happened to be be further along in their career than you were
1: correct yeah so on different on different like aspects you know so um on, one was like a sales executive which mm-hmm. is it's really not anything i do but then yeah. again you have look at it from a sales aspect you know how do you get to know people better how do you find out what they like how do you talk to them how do you you know you just get to know the person that's in front of you and um that's what i kind of learned from her and then also how to like continue the relationship and how to you know you know there's I think everybody in business and in the world, everybody kind of feels underappreciated. So if you like deep down inside, there's definitely, it's like, uh, everyone's just, insecure, right? So if you can make them feel a bit, little bit more appreciated, a little bit more secure about themselves, that goes a long way. Yeah, and that's beautiful. just, that's just human interaction. Yeah. Because just think, really granting
0: them affinity, giving them affinity and really giving them like, hi, I see you. I love what you do or I appreciate what you do. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because at the end of the day, everybody is just human and is trying to do a good job and is trying to survive. So, um, and I've definitely been in situations before that were uncomfortable, where there was maybe friction and this and that. So then I go usually to said people and I ask, you know, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes the response that they were giving me is not necessarily something I want to (laughs) hear. You know, it's not something yeah. necessarily that I think their advice is easy, you know, like, hmm. but if they were giving me easy advice, I probably wouldn't go to them because I want to hear, either. I want to hear another viewpoint that then will help me Maybe. fix the situation. Yeah, because kick your
0: butt in a little bit, make you take some responsibility. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. You just want to see it from their what they could have to say and how to really get the situation resolved and if i could do it by myself then i wouldn't be in the situation in the first place you know what i mean because if you knew all
0: the information exactly
1: so that's how i see it and i think in 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 the business world or even in artistry that is a very interesting viewpoint that often is getting forgotten like oh i just want to like put out my art and i want to do this but at the end of the day you have to sell it, and you have to have somebody um, rec- be willing to receive it. And yeah. and and if you don't really build that connection with another person, then it's gonna be not, You're not gonna get the result that you want.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And um, and you know, I mean, I've definitely had moments where I had to dial back and I had to kind of reflect and I'd be like, Oh my God, okay, how do I solve this situation now? Because obviously I take part in having created it and then mentoring comes in and it's super super helpful because you just need somebody to talk yeah, about just to it, you know. Talk just it out like with. Yeah, you just. that that and then in the beginning, obviously I made um, you know, I guess you can say like Tyro mistakes, you know, I made like mistakes that a newbie would make, you yeah, know, just I would send, does. send an email to the wrong person or I would reach out to somebody that I shouldn't reach out to and then yeah. it like backfires, you know, so if somebody would have maybe guided me in the beginning to a little bit more of the etiquette of Hollywood. I think I would have probably had a couple of less, you know, doozies, but, um,
0: so I think the takeaway is just finding where you're kind of weakened and, you know, whether you could have a business sense, you could have a craft sense, you could have, you have, everyone has stuff that they're good in. Everyone has stuff that they're could get better. And it's like finding people to help you in those places that you're not as strong in.
1: I yeah. Think that's, that's that's really smart. That's one way of of doing it because I think I I see a lot of artists that they're they're super creative. Yeah. but they can't sell their product. Yeah. You know, and so That's not the romantic side of artistry, you know? Yeah, it's not
0: being an artist, it's being a salesman.
1: Right, and so... And what artist
0: wants to be a salesman, if you wanted to be a salesman, they'd go get a sales job.
1: Right, and that's why we have agents, and we have managers, and we have people that do the numbers
0: for us. But I even know my dad spends several hours a day not writing music, but working on selling himself, and still at this point in his career
1: wow and your dad has probably one of the most affluent careers i know so
0: yeah and so where it's i mean it's definitely showing me it's like it never ends um, yeah. unless you're like you know so established that you're like steven spielberg or tom cruise where it's like well, yeah. everybody on the planet knows who you are then you're like the you, household then man. you can yeah. kind of relax a little bit but then it's keeping you then your job doesn't become getting to the top of the game. It's yeah. how do I stay at the top of the game? Right.
1: <laughs> Correct. So my, my philosophy is literally like, um, be super competent in what you do, but yeah. then also be consistent and be reliable. So for example, I find that a lot of people like to start something and then they don't really come through multiple times. So then, yeah you wonder after a while, are you still doing that, you know? And, um, and so that's where you have to also promote that you're still doing it. You know, I'm still a stylist. I'm a fashion director for a magazine. You know, I'm a costume designer. I, you know, you do those things.
0: Speaking of promotion, which is great because it's definitely, I know where a lot of artists struggle with or just, sure. And they no particularly struggling and i'm not the, i'm
1: I'm not the best at it either you know my my like you know you can ask my social media managers it's like you know doing stuff on like social media is definitely always it's a challenge
0: everyone it's something you can always get better at, but what have been some of the, the successful ways that you have found to promote um, to get new work and to or to continue to keep, get work
1: I think it's um um, word of mouth being recommended. Um, so
0: I completely agree. Word of mouth is definitely the strongest form of marketing. It's the
1: most reliable. Yes, yeah, most
0: reliable, You definitely I should say that. get
1: more, you're getting higher. Faster
0: close rate, you yes. could say, from a, yes. from a you, sale. If you all want to use a technical sales yeah, so your your close rate's a lot higher. You're coming with warm, if not hot, prospects.
1: Correct, yeah, agreed. Now,
0: how have you built word of mouth? Throughout your career?
1: Um, I don't know if I actually build it strong enough. I feel like I could be better at it. You know, I, I maintain um, relationships with a lot of people. I check in, I ask them how they are. I'm interested in their life, and mm-hmm. then they have projects, and then they have another friend that needs something. So I kind of get, you know, referred that way. Nice. I don't have a Hey, here's my referral card, you know, yeah. and you know, I don't really have it. That's not really how my industry works, but you know, sometimes I ask.
0: I mean, like, one of the ways that I've seen, I mean, cause I've referred you on jobs and stuff like that, where yeah. I know yeah. you're really great at what you do, you know? And I think that's, that's, I think always the first step for word of mouth is kill it. Like do <laughs> your best work, but always do your best work because You never know who's gonna see it and you're like oh they did that well shit i need them on this or i have something for that or i know my friend is looking for that
1: yeah i mean thank you always for, (laughs) for referring me i love it so um uh i also have a strong online presence yeah so i have a i have a I have a portfolio online so people can, you know, see it.
0: Yeah. That helps.
1: Um, I'm on. Social.
0: So you, you need a website, you need, you know, social yeah. media. Yeah.
1: You, you should. I mean, uh, and then you can find an, an agent who then has your work on their, comp, their company's website as well. Yeah. So that helps, you know, kind of like fans it. it out a little bit more uh there's definitely a lot of ways to go about it
0: um so you have an agent
1: mm-hmm. right
0: certain you know, a lot of actually most artists there's agents for their careers whether you're a painter whether you're yeah you have some sort of representative helping you sell who act as the kind of a suit yeah. like a salesman for and they you
1: negotiate for you yeah as well. they
0: help or you know handle the details
1: right because as a as a artists you don't necessarily always ask for the most of money
0: yeah cuz you you want so to just do the work
1: you just love the work you're passionate about it so an agent is where where it's like okay no, here's the number this is my know? fee
0: like this is her fee this These is what she's you know speak on have you been with the same agent your entire time Or have you had a couple different ones?
1: No, I've only recently started working with an agent. So I'm very, like, new to that still.
0: Well, okay, then let's speak on just how did you go about getting an agent?
1: Especially Um, if somebody
0: who's like, oh, I want to have an agent. But it took you, what? So it's been seven years before you had an agent.
1: Six, yeah.
0: Six years. Mm. So you're working full-time as a stylist, feeding yourself.
1: See, and I don't really know if that's a good... I don't know if that's a good. No, but I'm just I'm styling, making you know? a point
0: where you can make a whole career without having an agent.
1: I mean, I. That's the point is you're paying
0: your bills, you're you yeah, know, you can everything surviving you, as a stylist without an agent.
1: Yeah, that's true. You can you can so. totally do it, and I know a lot of artists that actually started with an agent, and then they're like, "Oh fuck this, I'm <laughs> going back to independent," you know. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of a trial and error, you know, I think it also depends like what agency you're with and what you're trying to accomplish with it, you know, and, and so forth. But how,
0: let's go back to, how did you get, how did that happen? How did that relationship start?
1: I mean, I reached out to them and I asked them if they would
0: represent you and would
1: like to, or are interested in representing me. And they said, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have,
0: you're, you're one of those guys who was really simple for.
1: I'm very simple that way. Uh, I mean, I have... Hey,
0: are you to, just representing me?
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, great. But I also, you know... You have
0: also of, have a huge I, repertoire and a huge portfolio. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have some credibility, you know. Yeah. put some clothes on people before, you know, so...
0: You've been doing this for six, seven years. Right. You know, So, professional.
1: Um, I think, though, that... Um, I have to be honest with you. I didn't have any uh family members or friends or anybody in this town
0: okay like,
1: i know i i came here from germany i knew nobody mm-hmm. i didn't start my career like i said until i was in my you know
0: was um, like 27
1: 27 and even then i had no buddy that like gave me a kickstart nothing mm. there's just nobody and I know that a lot of people in my industry, they have like a family member or a cousin or, you know, somebody else that helps them. I didn't have any of that. So I yeah. literally had to build my roster from scratch, which is, um, it's just, it can be a bit more challenging.
0: I know I asked you about how you got started, but I want to actually dive even deeper into that. How did you then, what was zero? What was starting at zero then? How did you do it?
1: I um, had a couple of friends that were in the entertainment industry because okay. of some other mutual friends. And I just started out sending out emails. Okay. Hi, I'm a stylist now.
0: Have you... Oh, and this... Have you ever... This was... You've never actually professionally styled, but you were like, I'm a stylist. Um,
1: I s- said to... I got connected with another stylist. Um, okay. And then I was like super inexperienced, and then I went on set a couple of times. But like I said, I'm so really you kind of like
0: did like an assistant free work type of stuff. No, no, I charged. Okay, I got
1: like little money, but I got some. You know, like
0: fifteen bucks an hour, or something like something like
1: I don't know minimum like wage or something. One fifty a day or something yeah. for like really long hours. For like you know, a
0: fifteen-hour day.
1: Yeah, and I just but the thing is, I'm also really good at. Just observing and then knowing, seeing exactly what okay. how it needs to be done. So, so I like, got self-taught. a stylist and said,
0: Hey, I want to help you out. I'll do it for cheap.
1: Yeah, and the person also needed somebody there okay. to do, you know,
0: Assistance things stuff.
1: like steaming a shirt and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. So I did it. But I'm also like a very much of a go getter. Mm-hmm. So when I put my mind to it, that's going to happen. So I don't really never really was like, Oh, I'm an aspiring stylist. You know, I just skipped it all. I was like, listen, this is what I'm doing. And I'm going to just tell everybody that I'm a stylist. This is what I'm doing. And then I created a blog. I had a blog and I would go to back in the
0: day when blogs were like the cool thing, the
1: cool thing. And I, I mean, I never really took off or anything. Um, I had a blog where I was just, I was doing it all. I was, um, producing the shoot, styling the shoot, taking the pictures, editing the pictures. I know all to how to do it because I went to school for graphic design. So I had like photography classes, um, editing classes, like I know how to do Photoshop. I actually know a lot of those things. I'm not really pro at them, but I knew enough that I could just create aesthetic images. So you
0: you were doing your own work but doing all the jobs so you yeah. can show a styling portfolio when you had no work. Right. So you would basically do photo shoots with friends so you could style them. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: I just became very creative so and it's super smart. Is,
0: like, is again putting out work even if it's for free. You're you're investing your time, your energy, your yeah. money. I mean, you're out there probably what buying the clothes and then returning them.
1: Using um, the I would I would no I would pick friends that I knew had good clothes. Ah! Uh, So then I would you knew their closet uh, was already great. And then I would put it together. Okay. Maybe not in the way they would usually put it together, but in with my you know interpretation. Well, I mean,
0: but you're as a stylist. And
1: then I would bring in other clothes too. But yeah, in the beginning also on other shoots, it was a lot of buy and return. And uh, it's just fake it till you uh, make it. Fake it till you make it. And, you know, now it has changed a little bit. I have budgets and I get to, you know, but even, you want to hear something funny? Sure. When I was, um, like, I started to have, like, an idea for clothing, like, 12, 13. Okay. I, will, I remember this very vividly. I was laying in my bed and I couldn't sleep and I was, like, thinking about clothes And I was like thinking about going to the store and I knew exactly what was in all the stores because I would go several times a week and I would just window shop and I would look at what all the, where all the clothes were, what was new. And it's like clothing stores like H&M and Zara and, you Uh know, just very fast fashion. Yeah. Um, So you had to like go in all the time, but that's literally what I could afford at that time. And... um, I would look at what's on the racks and this and that and I was thinking and I was I couldn't sleep and I was thinking I was like there has to be a way that you can go to a store and grab anything you need and you don't have to pay for it.
0: Came up with the Amazon shopless store before it was even out.
1: I mean, that's what, but that's what we, that's what I do now. I go and I get go to the store and I grab all the clothing that I need, hmm. and I have a budget. So then I don't, I don't pay for them. Yeah. So the whole concept, <laughs> like, literally, came true. And, but I was thinking about it. I was like, there has to be a way that that I just, you know, I overspend, you know, I I need to figure out how I can get everything I want and don't have to spend a dime.
0: And now you can shop all you want for clothes all day.
1: (laughs) I am definitely at the mall a lot, yeah. So anyway, so the, the thing is like, I was a go-getter from from like always have been, you know, so when I started styling I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do it and I'm gonna become really good at it and I'm gonna get my experience and I'm just gonna use my observation skills in, you know, what I see and like utilize it for for, for me. And that's, awesome. that's kind of like how I go about it. And then I'm super reliable. I've never had to cancel on a job or shoot or anything like that, you know. I am very consistent. Like, reliability, consistency, and, um, you know, that's just key ingredients that I don't, you know, if you have them, you're very, very lucky. If you don't have them, you need to work on them harder. That's how I see it. It's not like we can have, like, the best art there is but if you don't have that it's gonna be difficult
0: yeah
1: yeah i know it's not that romantic
0: no she's got to put the work in <laughs> awesome it's well thank so you so much, much. much yeah this was awesome oh thank you Yeah. i love this so much fun so much fun